Welcome to Faith and Fable, a pastoral podcast that discusses common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective. My name is Matt Miller. And I'm Matt Henry. And we're going to do another, well, we're calling it Fixing Fables right now. I think it won. I think it it won, won, which I feel bad, though. It's like, well, people like what you give them, you know. It, but it does grow on me. It's, I mean, it's, when it's I first came me. up with it, it was just me flailing blindly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all right. Well, anyhow, fixing fables. We're going to do another real common passage today that we hear all the time uh, taken out of its context. So we're going to try to fix it. Uh, James 1.5. Uh, it goes like this. But if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given to him. Now, the way you'll hear it is it's quoted in seeking the mind of God in some situation. So you've got a decision to make, hey, just you just gotta ask God for wisdom. Uh, you're thinking about buying a new house. So someone says, just ask of God, he'll show you. And the result too often is that we're somehow left with the task of discerning the mind of God in decisions when that's actually not what the passage means. Its context actually is in the realm of trials. Uh, Often there are times of great testing that God will give to us. And in the midst of that, we are commanded to consider it to be nothing but joy. The reason, and this is in verses two through four, the reason that we're to consider it nothing but joy is not that the trial is fun, the trial sucks. Um, The reason is that we know that God is in the midst of that situation and that he's ultimately doing it for our sanctification. Now that's really nice when you're healthy, right? Right. And you're comfortably sitting in an easy chair with a beer or whatever talking. But if you're Johnny Erickson Tata and you're 17 and you dive off the end of the pier and break your neck right. and you're now a quadriplegic, that's not so easy to say, well, praise God, he's working this for my ultimate sanctification. Yes. <laughs> you need a lot of wisdom. Right. Uh, and, yeah. that, and that's the issue. That's the context. Yeah. And so it is about trials. And and he, he's writing this um, because the reality is that in the midst of hardships, we often lose sight of that truth <laughs> where, you know, we're not, we're yeah. not sure how to endure faithfully in a specific trial. And so as a result, we need wisdom. And James understood this. So there's a play on words that James uses in verses four and five. In verse four, he says that once trained by enduring trials, you will lack nothing uh, but then in verse five, he says that you may find that you lack wisdom. Um, Which means you're not able to endure yet because yeah. you don't know what to do or you don't see it rightly. Right. Uh, so so this is so common in times of testing because it, it's hard, it's frightening. We forget to think and consider and start making decisions that set more things into motion. In fact, the, the if there in that, um, it's a conditional statement. The if here in this passage assumes that you'll need wisdom at some point. And so James tells us to ask for that wisdom, not not to escape the hardship, but to be found faithful in enduring in that hardship. Uh, Notice that the source is God in that passage. And what makes it so helpful is how James then describes God in the relative phrase that follows. Uh, He describes the God who is is a giving God, essentially. Uh, It's a present participle, uh, that speaks of the habit of God to give. He is a giving God. It is generous. Uh, this term carries two shades of meaning that taken together are very encouraging. So giving wholeheartedly without ulterior motives and then giving freely and without restraint. Um, 
a veritable wealth of liberality. In other words, God delights in the fullest sense of that word to grant wisdom in our times of need. Um, and as a pastor, we have looked at our fair share of people who just, they're discouraged, they're frightened, they're horrified maybe. Um, and it's, it, and they're, they, they think God's abandoned them. But this passage is like, look, you just lack wisdom. Go ask God. And they're struggling with that. But the description of God there is so beautiful. Yeah. And it's made even more plain by the phrase without reproach, yeah. that phrase there. So he does, not, he, he does not rebuke us as he gives to us his wisdom. Uh, so you, don't, you won't have him saying, you know, took you long enough. Um, he, he is not like us. We can make a person sorry at times that they even come for help, but God is not this way. And it's a wonderful promise that God will supply you with the discernment and abundance in your trial so that you might endure that trial well. All right, but we often continue to take this still out of context by not looking at the, the rest of the verses that follow in verses six through eight, which continue in that instruction. He then adds the word, but, and it's almost like he's putting his pen down and looking at you right in the eye and saying, but you better ask in faith. Um, in other words, he's now gonna define for us the way or manner in which we are to ask for this wisdom. So the question is, why are we to ask in faith? Because that's what you must ask in faith. Well, to lack faith is simply to doubt God's promises. It's to question the truthfulness and the integrity of God. And so the word doubt literally means to be divided against oneself. It, it's a union of belief and unbelief, with unbelief being the stronger of the two. And we see this in our own lives and others um, too often. Uh, this is a type, a type of person who's described by James as the surf. He, uh, you're driven and tossed by the wind, wh whichever way it's blowing. It's something we see all too frequently as pastors. The person is always talking about how they're struggling with this trial or that, when in reality, they're just really just double-minded, right? Mm -hmm. And that's painful, but it's a reality. So the emphasis is upon that unstable character of the one who lacks faith. And if this is true of the person, James says they should not expect to receive the very thing they're asking for because they doubt the faithfulness of God. And so this, for me at least, speaks volumes of how God views his reputation in the eyes of those who claim to follow him. The reality is this, that if you're going to ask God for wisdom because he told you to, which he has promised to give to you, and that he's going to do it generously without reproach, but you don't really believe he's going to give it, then you're essentially calling him a liar. And God will not honor that kind of request. And, and here's what makes this bad. Remember that the whole context is in the midst of trials and testings. And these are hard in every sense of the word. And you don't know what to do. You, you seek God in prayer. You ask for wisdom. But they're, they're empty words because you really don't think that he's going to give them, um, he's, that he's not going to give that wisdom. And you are, you are too consumed with the suffering or the injustice uh, your fears are greater than your faith in God's faithfulness to his own promises. And it becomes, therefore, as a result, a self-fulfilled prophecy. And you do not receive wisdom, and so you will not endure well. But you still have the trial. And that, that's the challenge. That, isn't that horrible? Yep. And, and you're left essentially worse off than before. Yeah. It's just, he, and that's where you get bitter at God. And, and you start saying he failed. How many people have we seen who apostatize right. because 
God didn't measure up to what they demanded, but they never believed he would in the first place. And, but yeah, that bitterness, um, resentment, giving up, don't care. Um, so that, that, that's the verse. I hope that you guys will start using it well. I hope it will encourage you guys as you um, just deal with the reality that you're going to have trials. And in those times of trials, you need wisdom, but you can have that confidence. Just go ask God. Um, one thing we didn't say also is don't be too quick to reject counsel after you've asked God for wisdom. Because if you're thinking he's going to speak via a sunbeam, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like it's not like you're going to have some dream and they're now going to have God telling you, okay, so you asked for wisdom, you believed it, good for you. Good chance that he's going to give it um, via a, an individual, and you need to be ready and eager to accept that and at least consider what you're hearing. Um, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyhow. That's another one of our Fixing Fables. We hope you uh, like these and that they're helpful. Uh, continue to tune in, listen to us uh, as much as you're able. Uh, let your friends know about what we're doing. Like us, share on all the various social media, and tell a friend. Mm-hmm.